Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hola, healthy jardineras y jardineros. It's been a little while since we were on. But we hope in the meantime that you caught up with the other 64 episodes of Gardening Talk and Perspective that you will not find on any other gardening podcast, gardening blog, gardening website, or from any of your favorite gardening experts. No experts here, just a couple of straight up real organic farmers, gardeners, landscapers, orchardists wrapped inside of our real organic raw food vegan lifestyle for Norma and a real organic vegetarian life path for me. Those two choices definitely made for interesting talk and food choices for this past Thanksgiving in America. Everyone of the normal eaters was a little interested in what Norma and I were eating and why. Those conversations lasted all the way through leftovers. The great trick for us is that even though we are a real organic raw vegan and real organic vegetarian, we still sneaked in a real organic diet for the rest of the diners at our holiday table. Everything on the menu was organic, real organic, no big box or traditional market fake organic processed faux foods were served at our table. The one thing that everyone agreed on was that our real organic food tasted incredible. We're sorry for the long delay between episodes, but we have been in the throes of moving back to the Casa in Southern California. We had a beautiful 15-month run in Oregon. Fixed the farm up there, made lots of friends, took a zillion meditative forest walks, and really enjoyed our treehouse hideaway above the Tualatin River. We had a wonderful respite and a change of pace, but for many reasons, it was time to return to the urban farm in the Santa Monica Mountains for family, work, and life. So, once again, we're back! We're home in the SoCal studio, and we are planning on staying for many years to come. Mucho años en español. The last time we spoke, we were talking about mostly the plant-based version of compost and plant-based diets and how many people and the globalized agenda have become anti-animal, anti-meat, and anti-manure. This is an interesting piece for us as a vegan and a vegetarian as we don't eat meat. It doesn't mean that we are against animals. And we are for sure not against manure, but we are against the conventional ag killing machine that tortures and kills millions of animals every year. I was asked by a group of the younger family members if I thought meat was bad for you this Saturday at a family luncheon, the day, two couple days after Thanksgiving. They were all meat eaters. And one of them comes from a family where they raise grass-fed, pasture-raised beef near the Idaho border. I knew this was an important question and one that I didn't want to rush to answer. I told the young man 
from the ranching family in Idaho that if I was going to eat beef or had to eat beef, then the type of beef his family was raising was by far the best, the safest, the least contaminated of all the meats. I went on to tell him that any processed meat or any meat from big ag, which is conventional ag, is poison. The animals eat toxic diets and live a life of prison confinement that is stressful and unhealthy for them. I told them, too, that no matter what or whether you eat meat or vegetables, the truth is that all of the food from Big Ag is poison and designed to kill the plants, the animals, the environment, the planet, and ultimately us. This is a system that has been crafted and engineered to keep us needing drugs, doctors, big food, and toxic cleanups that are controlled and orchestrated by the government and big money. All of these young people were in the big tech sector. So I closed with this. Follow the money. If BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street control major portions of the shares of these companies that are growing the food or raising the animals, then it's part of the system that I just mentioned. More on all of that next. Healthy Gardeners, have you gotten your copy of my new book, A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change? If not, you are missing out on a deep dive into the truths, the fallacies, and the untruths that may be poisoning your garden and your friends' gardens. Don't get hoodwinked. This is the best gift you could ever give them or yourself. Order a copy today on Amazon.com. A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change will set you and your garden free. Happy and healthy gardening, everyone. Why do I keep pounding home the same message to you show after show, year after year? Because people aren't getting it. People, especially gardeners, farmers and growers should be way ahead of the curve. And they're not. They're buying the same old crap from the same old stores and nurseries and not demanding more of the retailers or from themselves. Come on, you guys. The big guys control everything and they are trying to kill you. Take away your freedoms and destroy the free market economy by offering us chemically created or chemically supported garbage that they call food, gardening supplies, medicine, entertainment, and media that is all designed to put you in a box 
and keep you in a box. Get out of the box. Kill your television, as Morrissey once said. (laughs) There is no right side of this phony media agenda. There's only lies and more lies. And the only thing to do is quit lying to ourselves. So let's get into the real meat of the matter. (laughs) Bad pun. We're going to talk about manures here, but remember the phony, meatless, veggie diet agenda that is part of the big lie. If Billy Boy Gates is anywhere near the scene of the crime, it's a lie, a scam, a way to steal your money and keep you underfoot. Same thing for the WEF, the UN, the World Health Organization, the World Bank. They're all part of an unelected governance of really rich and so-called elites that are deciding your future. Please take charge of your own future. The last thing I want to say about the green waste compost is that if there really was a way to bag or sell green waste compost to you at the nursery, don't you think that the big guys would have already figured it out and be doing it, making money off of it, putting it into your yard? In California, where I live, its citizenry disposed of approximately 39 million tons of waste in landfills in 2018. Approximately one-third of that is compostable organic materials, including 18% food, 12% lumber, 9% landscape waste, and nearly 20% paper and cardboard. That means there would be 13 million tons of recycled green waste that could be turned into green compost. Don't you think that most of the sleazeball soil companies would love to grab that from the municipal waste creeps and put it in a bag and call it something like Happy Planet Environmentally Friendly Super Green Compost? (laughs) Or We're All In This Together Compost? (laughs) Of course. Of course they would. Money, money, but why don't they? Because there is so much poison and chemical residue in the fabulous municipal green waste compost that it will kill or yellow way too many plants to put it in a bag as a consistent, reliable compost product. What's my motto, or at least one of them? Never use municipal compost, ever, now. Let's jump into some animal manure compost. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Over a billion tons of animal manure is produced annually in the U.S. This is from an Oklahoma State University research paper. That statistic. Animal manure is an excellent plant nutrient source and soil amendment when used properly. Manure contains plant macro and micronutrients supplies organic matter, improves soil quality, and maintains or increases soil pH in acid soils. However, nutrients such as phosphorus and nitrogen build up in the soil if application rates are higher than the nutrient requirements of the intended crops. Following a nutrient management plan and proven best management practices will improve manure nutrient use efficiency and reduce the impact of the land application of manure on water quality. I love how they write all this stuff, best practices. Yeah. So how much 
of this over a billion tons of animal manure is organic. Not much. Of the 2 million farms estimated in the U.S. in 2023, only 17,000 of those are organic farms. The good news for organic farming is that it is increasing. It is up from just over 14,000 organic farms in 2016. The amount of acreage has also increased as well. It's almost 5.5 million acres now in 2023, when back in 2016, it was estimated at below 5 million acres. 71% of the farms have been in production for over 10 years, which is good. But the knowledge of organics and real organic practices, notice I slipped that in instead of best practices, is still years behind where it should be. Reports from the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition show a couple of not-so-hot facts when it comes to organic, in quotes, agriculture. First, the 2019 survey showed that the purchase of organic feed, seed, and seedlings was a major expense for organic farmers. What I'm about to tell you should raise a red flag for all of us organic, in quote, food buyers. Nationally, the cost for a non-organic seed was approximately $328 million in 2019, while the price of organic seed was $340 million buckaroos. And now, this quote from their survey. Fortunately, more farms were able to source organic seed and feed, just over of 11,000 using organic seed and feed, and just under 7,000 using non-organic seed. Whoa, did you just hear what I just said? 7,000 organic farms not using organic seed or feed. What the hey? I promise you this all ties into animal manure and animal manure compost. It should tell you something about organic produce also. The other thing I wanted to point out to, to all of you from this survey was one more big tidbit. The 2019 organic survey asked farmers about the impact of unintended presence of GMOs, genetically modified organisms, and of non-NOP, National Organic Program, pesticides on organic farms. The majority of farmers, about 15,000 of the 17,000, indicated that they did not experience GMO or pesticide contamination. Many others stated that they just did not know. <laughs> I think more than that don't know, and they just answered that, they were all, that they're all good, they're cool. Here's why, and this is how they close the article on the survey. Organic farmers use a range of practices and tools to build healthy soil, conserve water, and manage pests without harmful toxic inputs. Most farms, 65%, utilize sustainable and conservation practices that include buffer strips or border rows used to separate organic crops from the conventional crops, animal and green manures, and conservation tillage, no-till or minimum till. Buffer strips to separate conventional and organic crops? What? Animal and green manures? From where? This is the big problem for me when it comes to manures and crops from organic sources. 
Organic farms can use non-organic conventional manures in their crop production and field and pasture management. This is allowable through the NOP regulations. You've all heard me say it. You can take non-organic cow and chicken manure and use it in organic food production. How? How is that even possible? Those animals ate GMO crops that are sprayed with pesticides and herbicides. What could possibly make them good for organic food production? Now you see that goes for seed too. Non-organic seed in organic food production? What's going on here? Who is at the controls? Do you go into the market and buy an organic head of lettuce and wonder, boy, I wonder if this uh, farm that I'm getting this here uh, head of lettuce from uses organic seed. That's insane. So what is in the manures that most, over 90% of the gardeners in the U.S. are using in their gardens in bags and bags of compost and planting mixes that they keep putting in them? It's exactly what I just told you. GMO manures. Well, hopefully not anymore after you hear the next segment. Hear that, Space Scout? That's a call from our secret agent on Outer Space Patrol. Hi, healthy gardeners. Have you looked at the ingredients list on the back of garden products and were confused or unsure of which ones were safe and which ones were toxic? Well, Randy Ritchie's book, A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change, will tell you the truth about the usual suspects. Go to Amazon.com for A Hundred Years of Deception, Why Gardening Must Change, today for a healthy garden. Hey gang, 
let's look at the different sources of manure and the industry that they come from. Beef production and steer manure. The total beef production in the United States is estimated to be 28.2 billion pounds in 2022, up from 27.95 billion pounds the previous year. That is from 34 million animals that they kill. I won't call them cattle that were slaughtered in 2022. They were cows, okay? Animals. Worldwide, 300 million cows are killed each year. Hear me? 300 million. Now, the gardening world's favorite chicken in the U.S., over 9 billion chickens are killed for meat each year. Worldwide, it is estimated that over 70 billion chickens meet their maker every year so people can eat. That is quite a killing machine. As far as I'm concerned, it's disgusting. On the organic sector, they just published new standards to promote a fair organic livestock, another one of my least favorite words ever, market. And I, 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 ugh, I hate that word. It means animal slavery. Here are some highlights from October 25th, 2023 post from the USDA. Outdoor space requirements. Sets minimum outdoor space requirements for organic poultry and requires ready access to the outdoors. Outdoor areas must be at least 75% soil and include vegetation to the degree possible. Hmm, that's vague. Indoor and outdoor living conditions. Shelters must have sufficient space for livestock to lie down, stand up, turn around, fully stretch their limbs or wings, and express natural behaviors, such as rooting in pigs and scratching in chickens. Probably another natural behavior would be, get me out of here! Bedding areas must be sufficiently large and comfortable to keep livestock hygienic for the species, Dry and free of lesions. Like they really have to tell you that? And then lastly, preventative health care practices. Producers must maintain preventative health care practices that include sufficient nutrition and comprehensive parasite prevention plans. Animals must be treated with allowed medicines to minimize pain, stress, and suffering. All necessary treatment must be administered even if the animal loses organic status. Wow. Why am I not impressed? And this is for organic animal food production. All right, let's run through the different compost. The animal ones first, and then a couple of green compost. And if you should consider using them in your garden or not. Steer manure. This stuff comes from a CAFA or concentrated animal feeding operation. These animals are on their way to slaughter. Most of the feedlots that they live on temporarily are disgusting. I would never use this stuff. I would start praying every night for the poor cows, the poor steers on the feedlots. Cow manure. A lot of cow manure compost from, comes from conventional dairies where the animals can be given antibiotics and hormones. The presence of hormones in dairy products that have the, have the potential to disrupt the physiological function of the endocrine system 
and has raised great concern worldwide. We use real organic dairy cow manure in our gardens, landscapes, farms, and orchards. What do the dairies do for their cows when they get sick? They give them acupuncture. They use rubber cow mattresses underneath the wood chips that they procure from the forestry department. The wood chips that they use have dropped the incidence of mastitis to zero. Where cows on conventional dairies are stressed and live under the weight of intensive overproduction, the cows on the real organic dairy live a much more free and easy life with less stress and with optimal care for each animal. What type of manure do you think that I recommend? Randy goes with real organic dairy cow manure compost. Next, chicken manure or poultry litter. This is the favorite of the lawn and garden industry. It's the one that gets wrapped and fluffed and folded into 90% of the shiny poly bags of garden compost, potting soils, and planting mixes. About 10 million tons of chicken manure is processed each year from the 9 billion chickens that are killed in the United States. That chicken manure is full of antibiotics, GMO feedstocks, herbicide residue, and Clorox from the way they clean the pens. Think about that for a minute. Do you want any of this stuff in your garden, your food, your body, your soul? This is why I keep telling all of you to get off the faux organic Kool-Aid that the big lawn and garden industry is dishing out and faking you out with. I never use any of this garbage. I will only use chicken manure from the home of a real organic chicken roost. It's poison, the chicken manure and the cow manure they use. And the guys who are selling it to you are using the cheapest of the cheap inputs to get rid of all the toxic compost that somehow needs to be recycled. You see the problem here? There's millions of metric tons of green waste and animal waste, and there's nowhere to put it, but in your yard or your garden, in your landscapes, or spread out on farms, whether they are organic or not. It's a bad scene, and it's only getting worse. Oh yeah, I wanted to add one more popular compost to the mix, mushroom compost. This is another phony organic fake out. Most of the mushrooms are grown in poultry waste. And again, if you think back to what I said was in that waste, why would you want to use mushroom compost? You wouldn't. I don't. Think it through before you open the bag or even buy it. The last manure I want to discuss with you is absurd to me. Humanure that comes from places like the Loop in Seattle. Are you kidding me with the level of toxic foods that people are eating and the voluminous amount of prescription drugs humans are taking every day? I would never, ever use this crap. And I mean that literally. That's also how I feel about these quacks who want to compost human beings as a burial or funeral service. I think they're sick and twisted. And frankly, I'm not ready to be sprinkled on my daughter's tomatoes. So that's it, gardening gang. Be smart. Use common sense in your choices in the garden and the food you consume. Your takeaways, make your own real organic compost at home 
or whenever you garden and supplement that with real organic dairy cow manure compost or real organic chicken manure compost from the girls in your backyard. Be self-sustaining. Quit supporting the bad guys. And we'll chat with y'all next time. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening. Thank you.